This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative Episode 125 A sitcom review in chronological order. From the SFPPN Television Center, take it away, Mark. Thank you, announcer Bod, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order. Let's continue with the sitcoms of 1984. Charles in Charge premiered on CBS on October 3rd, 1984 at 8 p.m. Meet Charles Scott Bayo, a college kid who needs a place to live and some cash, so he signs up to be a male governess for a well-to-do family. Dad Stan, James Widows, and Mom Jill, Julie Cobb, teenage daughter Lila, April Lerman, son Douglas, Jonathan Ward, and younger son Jason, Michael Perlman. He hangs out with his buddy named Buddy, Willie Ames, and pursues hot girl Gwendolyn, Jennifer Runyon. After a failed first season, most of the cast was swept away, only Bayo and Ames survived, as Charles moved on to a new family. The original family sold the house, and I guess Charles came with the sale. The home was purchased by a Mr. Powell, a Navy commander stationed in the South Seas. Left as the man of the house was Powell's cranky father, Walter, James Callahan, along with daughter-in-law, Ellen, Sandra Kearns, and three new kids, teenage Jamie, Nicole Eggert, tween Sarah, Josie Davis, and young son, Adam, Alexander Polinsky. This seemed to resuscitate the show, and so Charles' mom, Lillian, moved to town, Ellen Travolta, later followed by her nephew, Charles's cousin, Anthony, Justin Whalen. By that point, Charles was in a relationship with Stephanie, Erica Aliniak. We covered Scott Bayo in episode 70 for Happy Days, James Widows in episode 94 for Delta House, Julie Cobb in episode 85 for A Year at the Top, Willie Ames in episode 76 for We'll Get By, James Callahan in episode 35 for Wendy and Me, and Ellen Travolta in episode 109 for Joni Loves Chachi, where she also played the mother to Scott Bayo's character. April Lerman Haney got into business at a young age in the first national tour of Annie and the later film. Charles in Charge followed, then several TV guest appearances. She left the business in the early 90s. Jonathan Ward was also a child actor doing TV movies prior to Charles. He went on to regular or recurring roles on Heart of the City and The New Adventures of Beans Baxter as the lead. He appeared in Steel Magnolias and played the older brother in the MST'd Mac and Me. Jennifer Runyon is the daughter of a disc jockey and an actress, and the DJ job landed them in L.A. She got a gig on Another World, then played a student in Ghostbusters prior to Charles. 
Other films include The Falcon and the Snowman, 18 Again, and Up the Creek. She also played the replacement for Cindy Brady in A Very Brady Christmas. Runyon married Todd Corman, nephew of Roger Corman. Sandra Kearns had a lot of TV guest spots and minor films prior to Charles. The character was mostly written out in the last two seasons, and she retired from the business not long after. Nicole Eggert's mother got her into beauty contests. Her mom was a talent agent, which led to commercial work, TV movies, and runs on T.J. Hooker and Who's the Boss prior to Charles. She then went on to home fires before her other big hit, Baywatch. Her films include Rich and Famous, The Clan of the Cave Bear, and The Demolitionist. Eggert traveled the reality show circuit in the 2000s. In 2018, Eggert accused Bayo of sexual abuse when she was a minor on Charles in Charge. He replied that it was consensual and after she was of age. Josie Davis was doing TV commercials by age three with Charles in Charge as one of her first roles. She was typecast as an introvert, and so she trained at the actor's studio. Davis went on to regular or recurring roles on The Young and the Restless, Beverly Hills 90210, Titans, Hollywood Heights, and has the hot seat in post-production, which she is also writing. Alexander Polinsky has spent most of his career behind the mic as a voice actor. Roughnecks, the Starship Troopers Chronicles, The Life and Times of Juniper Lee, Legion of Superheroes, Transformers, Ben 10, Batman the Brave and the Bold, New Teen Titans, Breadwinners, Lost in Oz, Blaze and the Monster Machines, Teen Titans Go. In 2018, the same year as Nicole Eggert, Polinsky accused Bayo of verbal and physical abuse during the Charles run. Justin Whalen studied acting in San Francisco, which led to an early role in The Deadpool. He was in TV series One of the Boys during his Charles run. Other regular or recurring roles, It Had to Be You, and Lois and Clark playing one of the Jimmy Olsons, and films Child's Play 3 and Serial Mom. Erica Aliniak's career started with a hit, a small role in E.T., she later had a role in the remake of The Blob and followed that up with a Playboy pictorial, Then Came Charles. She immediately went on to Baywatch along with Nicole Eggert. Films include Under Siege, The Beverly Hillbillies as Ellie May, Bordello of Blood, and a lot of genre work. Illiniac also jumped on the reality show train. Charles in Charge would have been very different if they had gotten the actor they wrote it for, Michael J. Fox, not sure how that would have worked as he was in the middle of the Family Ties run. We never learned Charles's last name, which led to theories that he was the son of Charles Arcola, a.k.a. Chachi, from Happy Days. As mentioned, the show did not do well in its first season. It was up against The Fall Guy and Highway to Heaven, and so CBS dropped the series with two episodes burned off later. With the golden age of first-run syndication in full swing, the series got a second chance and ran with it, running four more seasons. Once the show got to 100 episodes, it moved to regular syndication, including the CBS run. The show was available on Amazon Prime as well as the NBC.com app. I watched an episode. The theme song is rather creepy when considering the later abuse charges against Bayo. The kids are precocious, there's a lot of wisecracks, there's wacky situations, it's all very generic. Also, in the retrospectively creepy column, the kids go to a Woody Allen movie. Scott Grimes from The Orville guest stars. 
Dreams premiered on CBS on October 3rd, 1984 at 8.30 p.m. The story of a fictional rock band in Philadelphia trying to make it in the industry. Gino on guitar, John Stamos, Martha on vocals, Jamie Gertz, Phil on bass, Kane DeVore, Morris on drums, Albert Macklin, Lisa on piano and vocals, Valerie Stevenson, Gino's uncle Frank, Ron Carabazzos, owned a local club. We covered Jamie Gertz on episode 112 for Square Pegs. Dreams creator Andy Borowitz wrote for that show as well. Ron Carabazzos on episode 117 for We Got It Made. And we'll cover John Stamos when we get to his better-known sitcom. Kane DeVore had runs on Search for Tomorrow and As the World Turns, then went on to voice and narration work as well as behind-the-camera roles. Albert Macklin went on to the series Almost Grown and a lot of TV guest roles. Valerie Stevenson was better known for her singing than her acting. Dreams was her only acting job apart from a guest spot on the A-Team. She landed a record contract from the show, more on that next, and had been appearing as a background vocalist at the Grand Ole Opry since she was 16. At one point, she had her own show on the Nashville Network. She passed in 2015 at the age of 52. Dreams was not a hit. It ran all of 12 episodes, seven of which never aired. But it did generate a soundtrack album performed by the cast and written by the team of Billy Steinberg and Tom Kelly. A duet between Stamos and Stevenson, Alone, would later become a number one hit for Hart. ELO and Cheap Trick covered Kiss Me Red. Dreams incorporated music videos into the show, which otherwise involved the group's relationships and tribulations. Watched an episode on YouTube, there's a laugh track to tell you it's a sitcom. Stamos and Gertz are charismatic. Too bad they're wasted here. Spencer premiered on NBC on December 1st, 1984 at 9.30 p.m., not to be confused with the Robert Urich detective series appearing the next year. It's a teenage comedy starring Chad Lowe as he struggles through that awkward time in life. Mimi Kennedy and Ronnie Cox played the mom and dad, Amy Locaine the younger sister, with Richard Sanders as the school guidance counselor. Grant Hesloff and Dean Cameron played Spencer's buddies. After only six episodes, Lowe left the show in a contract dispute and the concept was revamped. Spencer was now played by Ross Harris. The Ronnie Cox character runs off to live with a 23-year-old, leaving mom to handle the kids. She does get help from her parents, played by Harold Gould and Francis Sternhagen, who decide to move in. Sanders now plays the principal, and the English teacher, Beverly Archer, now teaches Spanish. We covered Mimi Kennedy in episode 95 for Stocker Channing in Just Friends, Richard Sanders in episode 91 for WKRP in Cincinnati, Harold Gould in episode 72 for Rhoda, and Beverly Archer in episode 83 for The Nancy Walker Show. Chad Lowe is the younger brother of Rob and both moved with their mother from Ohio to Malibu after a divorce. Chad started in TV movies with Spencer in the middle of that. He would later win an Emmy for Life Goes On, 
with recurring or regular roles on Melrose Place, Popular, Now and Again, ER, 24, Pretty Little Liars, and Supergirl, with voice work on Young Justice. Films include Oxford Blues, True Blood, Entourage, playing himself, and Seven Days to Vegas. Ronnie Cox is better known for his dramatic work and made his debut in the film Deliverance, playing dueling banjos alongside a mountain boy. He got the role because he could play the guitar. He's gone on to a long career in TV movies, regular or recurring roles on Apple's Way, CBS Afternoon Playhouse, St. Elsewhere, Cop Rock, Second Chances, Sweet Justice, The Agency, Stargate SG-1, The Starter Wife, Nashville, and voice roles on Todd McFarlane's Spawn and Invasion America. Other films include Bound for Glory, The Car, Harper Valley PTA, The Onion Field, Taps, Beverly Hills Cop, Vision Quest, RoboCop, Total Recall. He mostly concentrates on his music career today, playing at festivals and theaters with his band. He's cut 10 albums so far. Amy Locaine appeared in over 60 commercials prior to Spencer. She appeared in the film Cry Baby and had an early run on Melrose Place. She mostly left the business in the mid-2000s and then was involved in a fatal drunk driving accident. She went to prison for three years and then an appeals court determined the sentence was not severe enough. After a series of legal maneuvers, she returned to prison in 2020 for an eight-year stint. Grant Heslov had a very successful career as an actor. Films include Legal Eagles, License to Drive, Catch Me If You Can, True Lies, Congo, The Birdcage, Dante's Peak, Enemy of the State, The Scorpion King, before moving into a career as a producer with partner George Clooney. In TV, K Street, Unscripted, Catch-22, On Becoming a God in Central Florida, Trial by Media, and films Good Night and Good Luck, which got Oscar and Golden Globe noms, Leatherheads, The Men Who Stare at Goats, Argo, winning an Oscar and a Golden Globe, The Ides of March, Oscar and Golden Globe noms, August Osage County, The Monuments Men, and Suburbicon. Dean Cameron had regular or recurring roles on The Best Times, Fast Times, They Came From Outer Space, Mr. Sterling, Steve the Intern, Trouble Creek, and a lot of TV guest spots, along with films Men at Work, Summer School, Ski School, and Straight Outta Compton. He's also a bass guitarist and a libertarian. He created the Bill of Rights on a metal card, so when you are stopped at a metal detector, you have to give up your rights. Ross Harris was in over 100 commercials in the 70s. He's the kid who badgers Roger Murdoch, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, in Airplane. He had already recurred on United States and a number of TV guest roles prior to Spencer, where he replaced Chad Lowe. He went on to TV movies and a few films. Like many in the Spencer cast, he's also a musician, part of several L.A. bands, later becoming a record producer. Frances Sternhagen is the daughter of a U.S. tax judge and was elected head of the drama club at Vassar. Her stage career began as a teacher, but moved on stage in The Right Honorable Gentleman, You Know I Can't Hear You When the Water's Running, The Cocktail Party, The Good Doctor, Winning a Tony, Equus, Winning a Drama Desk Award on Golden Pond, Grown-Ups, You Can't Take It With You, The Heiress, Winning a Tony, Seascape. She's also had a long TV career going back to live TV dramas, a regular or recurring on The Doctors, Golden Years, Cheers as Cliff's Mother, and two Emmy nominations, The Road Home, Sex in the City, another Emmy nom, ER, and The Closer. Films include Up the Down Staircase, Starting Over, Independence Day, Bright Lights, Big City, Misery, and Doc Hollywood. 
Her last role was in 2014. As mentioned, Spencer had a rocky run with the major cast and story change right in the middle when the show was retitled Under One Roof. None of the changes helped, and it was gone in 13 episodes. According to IMDb, Fred Willard was originally cast as the father, but realized the producers had mistaken him for Frank Bonner, Richard Sanders' castmate on WKRP, and was fired after the pilot. Found an episode on YouTube? It's really terrible. The opening theme is generic 80s rock. There's a lot of horny teenagers. The parents are goofy. We get a lot of, oh, from the audience. In an early role, Star Trek DS9's Terry Farrell guest as a blind date, who Spencer treats terribly. Well, that wraps up 1984, a turning point for 80s sitcoms. Out of 19 shows, six survived past their first seasons, with an asterisk on only one, Double Trouble, for a success rate of 37%, which is a slightly better run than the previous year. The other survivors, Kate and Allie, Punky Brewster, The Cosby Show, Who's the Boss, and Charles in Charge. We'll move on to 1985 in our next episode. Announcer Bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Well, I'm filing this episode in the archive. Tune in next time.